0: to out of our end zones playoff slash wildcard preview with the host i'm gonna go through to all of today and tomorrow's wildcard games as well as talk about uh, a little bit about the coaches that have been recently um fired and some intriguing ones that might come in and as well as a little bit of the national championship game host what are you feeling about this weekend's wildcard games initially
1: Uh, On paper, uh, they don't look too enticing, do they? I mean, it looks like a lot of blowouts possibly could happen. But you never know. Uh, Anything can happen. We're going to have some bad weather in San Francisco. Uh, Just, you know, bad bounce of the football there, here and there. We could have some great games. So, uh, of course, I'm going to watch. But uh, on paper, it doesn't look good. But we should be having some, uh, you know, good games the way the ball bounces.
0: All right, before we get into the wild card game, let's start with some coaches. And we'll start with Browns defensive coordinator Joe Woods, who was released the Monday after the season. Uh, you know, being Steelers fans, we kind of care a lot about what the Browns do as well. Uh, they were a defense that they claimed was going to be pretty good, and they never really hit um, the levels that – were expected of them, really.
1: Well, you know, when you spend uh, a lot of money on a quarterback, and even though he was out 11 games and he came back, he didn't play that well, and you had some high expectations, and you're not going to let the coach go. You got to find a fall guy somewhere. Uh, Joe Woods just happens to be the fall guy. I didn't think the defense was that bad for Cleveland all year. Yeah, uh, but as I just as I just said, they had to find a fall guy, and he just happened to be the guy to blame the season on. So I don't know who they're going to get. I know they interviewed uh, Steelers linebackers mm-hmm. coach Brian Flores for the job. So we'll see where they go with uh, their defensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, it was a defense that actually did improve uh, later in the season, but then didn't really finish that well against the Steelers, uh, losing twenty. Fourteen. Under Rams coach Sean McVay, it was speculated he might take a time of absence away from the team. Um, but he was announced yesterday. He said he's decided to return to the team next season. Uh, what are your thoughts on Sean McVay?
1: Well, earlier in the week, Alex, I really ripped Sean McVay on my show. I I was disappointed that he was just going to walk away, and the reason I was saying that is. You know, he he was all front and center when they were winning. And as soon as they had a bad season, oh, he was contemplating on, you know, just leaving and not coming back because he knows, you know, Rams looking forward really don't have a bright future. They traded all those first round picks to get Stafford, uh, Jalen Ramsey, you know, to build the team they have now. But he had, a you know, a 180. And he's coming back to coach. So I'll give Sean McVay props for that. He's not running away from the situation like I claimed he was. And he's going to stick around and maybe he can turn this around next season with uh, all, you know, these guys coming back, Cooper Cup, Stafford, Darnold. Uh, we'll see. what or, I'm sorry, Donald. We'll see what he does.
0: And uh, who do you think will quarterback there next season? Uh, Stafford does say he's coming back. Uh, they do also have Baker Mayfield. Um who they might bring back. What do you think about the quarterback position there?
1: Well, I, I think, you know, if Baker Mayfield was smart, uh, he looked like he had a little success in the short time he had with Sean McVay, knowing, uh you know, Matthew Stafford's had some injuries uh, the past few seasons, uh, you know, his neck, his back, uh, he has a little elbow problem. If, uh, Baker Mayfield was smart. He'd sign a one year deal and stick around with the Rams because he could get some playing time. So I think if he was uh, you know, just looking to uh, you know, keep his name out there and be a good backup, that would this would be his spot for
0: All right. Cliff Kingsbury fired by the Cardinals uh after the season. You know, their best season was last year when they made the wild card round, but then got blown out by the Rams. Uh, him and Kyler kind of had issues the whole season, stemming from Kyler's uh, extension that he signed when it had the uh, the game film clause, and they didn't exactly have a good season this year either. What do you think about Cliff Kingsbury?
1: I think – I'm not saying Cliff Kingsbury is a great NFL coach. Uh, he was still learning on the job. Uh, as you can see, he had a very difficult season this year, even with Kyler Murray getting injured. But I think he got I think he got screwed in this deal here. I think he deserved another year. And how fitting is it, Alex, right? They gave Kyler Murray this money. Cliff Kingsbury, when he was named the coach, he said he wanted to draft Kyler Murray first. He's the one who put all the, you know, put the guy's name in the GM's ear because they goofed on uh uh, the the Rosen kid there uh, before, and it, he didn't pan out. And they went again and selected Kyler Murray. And then Kyler Murray, as soon as he gets his money, uh, claims that Cliff Kingsbury, you know, he doesn't like the play calling, uh, this and that. And then he hurts his knee. And then you know, Art, you know the Cardinals is going to tank after that. And how about Alex? How about this? They want to trade DeAndre Hopkins in this off season too. So that's not farewell for Kyler Murray, even if he comes back mid-season from that ACL injury.
0: Yeah, they won't have very many playmakers, um, really, as also J.J. Watt decided to retire at the end of the season there. Um, They're another team that they interviewed um, Brian Flores for their head coaching position, actually, this week.
1: I don't, know if that's a, I don't know if that's the right move for them. I don't know if Kyler Murray, uh, having a defensive coordinator type guy as a head coach would be great. They would have to hire an outstanding offensive coordinator to deal with Kyler Murray. I don't think they're going to go that route. I think that was just uh, them trying to get through the Rooney rule, as you would say, uh, the Cardinals. I think they're going to go offensive coach for Kyler.
0: All right. Another name, um, potential hire, obviously intriguing one. Sean Payton says he's ready to return to coaching. You know, he's been linked to some jobs, uh, especially like the Broncos job, um, or maybe returning to the saints. Um, but, um, the any team that would want to get him would have to make a trade with the saints. Um, What are your thoughts on Sean Payton's coaching possibilities?
1: Well, if Sean Payton was smart, he would not any part of that Broncos job. Uh, They don't have any draft picks. Uh, Russell Wilson, from what we hear from ex-teammates, from some teammates now, he's very difficult to deal with. Uh, He may even be broken. He might not be able to play anymore. I think Sean Payton should stay away from that. What's intriguing to Sean Payton is uh, we have to see what happens this weekend in these wild card games. Uh, if, you know, the Chargers go out and bite the bite the dust here against Jacksonville, uh, the way Brandon Staley handled that last game of the season with Mike Williams getting hurt when he just could have arrested him and now he's not playing in this game. Uh, Justin Herbert looks pretty intriguing to Sean Payton. And the other one uh, that most people are saying and not saying, uh, you got to look at him at Dallas. Uh, you know, Mike McCarthy is not the greatest game manager. Uh, he's he's not a great coach. I've called him out several times on my show. Uh, if Dallas bites the dust here against Tampa Bay after being 12-5, and five, you know, he was the offensive coordinator under Bill Parcells. Jerry Jones has always liked him. I think those are the two best spots for Sean Payton. Yeah.
0: Those would definitely be available, uh, especially – Dallas would definitely be available if they lose. And then I think Chargers would be too, especially because um they played their starters last week. Uh, and as a result of that, they injured Mike Williams and now he's not going to play for the wild card game. So Another name uh, could jump from college to professional football. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan um he's been linked to you know and 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 talked with uh, many teams some we just listed like the Broncos um he has still saying he wants to stay at Michigan at least to the media uh, what are your thoughts on Jim Harbaugh possibly going to the NFL
1: Boy, you know, Jim Harbaugh, you know, had that success with San Francisco, with Colin Kaepernick, of all people. Uh, if he could, anyone could fix for Russell Wilson, it would be this guy. And I know Jim, uh, Jim Harbaugh, he's no nonsense. So if Russell Wilson would think he's going to get some uh, favorable things because he's the quarterback and all the money he makes, that's not going to fly under Jim Harbaugh. That might be the best spot for Jim Harbaugh, is to go to Denver and with uh, nothing uh, and building that up and giving the team confidence and not having any draft picks because of the trade for Russell Wilson. Uh, he could, you know, deep dive into the talent that is on Denver's roster and he could probably get those players to play at a max level under a, uh, which they couldn't play under uh, Nathaniel Hackett. So that might be the best spot for uh, Jim Harbaugh, but I still think he may be using this as a ploy uh, to secure uh, an even longer deal with Michigan, and to get some more money out of them, because I think he's very comfortable at Michigan. Uh, he's brought the uh, you know the program back. They're in the playoff last two years in a row. Beat Ohio State two years in a row. So be kind of be kind of silly for him to jump to the pros, but you never know with this guy. He's just always uh, you know just always has his name out there this time of year.
0: All right, finally we'll go for. Texans firing their head coach Lovey Smith. Um, how favorable of a job do you think Texas is? Um, Texans are because um, you know they do have one one of the top picks coming up, which they'll draft a quarterback. So if you like either quarterbacks, that could be favorable, and they do have a fair amount of draft capital. What do you think about the Texans head coach opening?
1: I how confident would you be if you're a coach and you would sign with Houston, knowing that the last two seasons uh, they fired a head coach, and and those head coaches, uh, what did they win? Well, uh, David Culley won one game, and Lovey Smith, what did he win? Three or four? I don't even know. I mean, uh, you know, you would be afraid if you didn't win five games, you'd be fired, uh, especially with a new quarterback, because Chicago, they're they're at one, uh, you know. They say they they like Justin Fields. They're not going to take a quarterback. So Houston's still going to get a quarterback. It just, I don't know. With the owner and the GM being, you know, kind of hesitant, what he wants to do with the coaching job. I don't know if that's a good spot to be at. It's a crappy division. You could come in there and, you know, get that team playing well and have a shot at the division title and playoff. But uh, I don't know how intriguing of a head coaching job. I would put that, if I was a head coach, uh, I would put that at the bottom of my list of all the head coaching openings.
0: All right. Moving on to quarterbacks, we have a couple quarterbacks that will be uh, – that could be sw- could potentially be switching teams in the offseason, some that definitely are. Um, we'll link these two together. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, obviously could have beaten the Lions to make the playoffs, didn't beat the Lions on Sunday night. Uh, Lions coming back to win, knocking Packers out. Um, You know, obviously speculation that that could be his final game ever, or at least his final game as the Packers quarterback. And then you got another quarterback and veteran quarterback, obviously Tom Brady. Uh, We'll have to see what he does in his wildcard game, but speculation that he might leave Tampa for a different destination, too, with that. Uh, after this season, what do you think about both of those quarterbacks?
1: Well, between the two, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I don't think because of how much he's owed next year, and I believe it's 60 million dollars, I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, if he comes back, he's going to play for Green Bay. Now, Tom Brady, on the other hand, uh, he's a free agent. He's been linked to Miami. He's been linked to the Raiders. Uh, he's also, uh, you know, could resign with Tampa Bay. Uh, you never know with this guy. I, he's going to play another year, regardless of the situation. And, um, you know, it's just he could be in San Francisco. If Rock Purdy doesn't pan out here, if, if San Francisco uh, has an early exit here somehow in the playoffs and it's Rock Purdy's fault, Uh, look for Tom Brady to go there with those weapons on that team and that defense. Uh, It's almost, uh, if you know, Tom Brady goes there, it's almost guaranteeing them if he doesn't get hurt, uh, that they would be in the championship game somehow next season. But uh, Tom Brady has a better chance of going there. Aaron Rodgers is just a a quirky guy. You know, he says all these things. Uh, You don't know what he he, kind of gives his answers in code and you got to try to decipher what he's trying to say. Uh, You just never know what this guy's thinking. I just don't see him going to another team to play. I see him staying with Green Bay just because of the money he's owed.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking Tom Brady goes to Miami and then Aaron Rodgers goes to Tampa Bay. Um, (laughs) Second part is questionable. but All right. What do you think about – Raiders quarterback, former Raiders quarterback now, Derek Carr, who will definitely be at another uh, location next season. What do you think about some potential spots for him? Um, You know, maybe Dolphins, maybe Jets or something like that. What do you think about Derek Carr?
1: Oh, there's just two things with Derek Carr, which is kind of, uh, you know, strange with him. Uh, He he, uh, recruited Devontae Adams to come to the Raiders. and Uh, The Raiders traded for Devontae Adams, and they they gave him all that big money. Uh, Of course, they were teammates at Fresno State, and the Raiders are letting Derek Carr go. And now Devontae Adams is stuck with the Raiders with Jarrett Stidman. (laughs) So that's kind of funny. But if I I, I see Derek Carr, uh, you know, Woody Johnson, owner of the Jets, has come out and said he's willing to spend the money on a free agent quarterback because he thinks the Jets are right there as a team wise. I look for Derek Carr to go to the Jets. That's where I think he's going to go. So keep an eye on that.
0: Yeah, I could see that um, being a spot for him. I could see Jimmy Garoppolo possibly going to the Jets too, but there's definitely some options there at QB. if Teams are looking to sign a free agent. Moving on to a couple wildcard team QBs. Both Lamar Jackson and Tua are ruled out for their perspective wildcard games. You know, they've both been out about, uh, you know, more than a month at this point. What do you think about Lamar and Tua's uh, absence?
1: Why I, I, I'm i going to ask you after, after I give my uh, Lamar take. Also, what you think. I, I think Lamar is doing this on purpose. Uh, I, I know he hurt his knee. It was supposed to be a three-week injury. I think this all stems from him not getting his contract extension when he was being his own agent, which is probably another thing he shouldn't have been doing. Uh, he was trying to get the contract extension. They wouldn't give it to him. And I think he's just doing this to say, hey, look at the spot you're in. If I was playing, you know, we'd have a good shot this weekend against Cincinnati. But I'm not now, so you wouldn't pay me. This is what this is what I'm gonna do. Uh, what do you, What do you think of uh, What do you think of that, knowledge? What do you think of, of Lamar? What's your take on the whole thing?
0: Well, I. The only problem is it's really hard to find another quarterback that's actually, you know, will take you to a deep playoff run or would put you in contention in the playoffs. Um, And then also, Ravens are so committed to that system that it might take – you know, they were saying it might take a couple years for them, you know, to even switch out, uh, you know, personnel-wise of of the schemes that they have for offense that are based off of Lamar. But I I, I honestly wouldn't sign him like – well, see, they could – they could tag him a couple times. Like, I think they can still tag him like twice if they wanted to. I don't think that's a bad idea, but I'd be hesitant to sign him to a long-term contract considering he's missed the last month of the season, two years in a row. So.
1: Well, if I'm, if I'm the Ravens, Alex, I, I wouldn't sign, I wouldn't sign him at all to a, a big extension now after pulling this move. And you saw John Harbaugh uh, in the, in his uh, interview yesterday, uh, before the game, he was kind of upset and kind of, uh, you know, had this quizzical look on his face. Uh, didn't he didn't understand why Lamar Jackson was talking about his injury, uh, you know, to the to the media like that?
0: Yeah, I did see that. I did see that too. So I think I I think I would tag him twice because uh, then that would give you time to get another quarterback um,
1: as well, and you wouldn't have to long term term sign him. Um, yeah, ahead. yeah, I, yep, yep. And, and you mentioned you mentioned Tua prior to that. Uh, here's a guy, uh, you know, two concussions already this season. Uh, he's small. Uh, he has trouble getting the ball down the field. Uh, it's just, it's just amazing of all the hype Tua got in the beginning year. And I was hyping him up. I was hyping him up. I you know, had the best QB rating in the league, uh, and now he's just. Uh, people are talking about like, oh boy, we need a replacement. Uh, we got to get somebody better. Uh, and as you said earlier a few minutes ago, you said you mentioned Tom Brady. So you never, you never know uh, what's going to happen. Uh, you know, Skylar Thompson. Uh, they have no chance against Buffalo this weekend with Skylar Thompson. Uh, they probably had a slight chance with Tua, but uh, you know, Mike McDaniel. Uh, work, maybe he can work some magic with Skylar Thompson, but pretty upsetting about Tua. Uh, it's, it's sad. It sucks. It's, uh, you know, not great for him uh, because of the concussion stuff. But, it's, you know, the NFL is a business, and you got to be on the field if you want to stay in it.
0: All right. Moving on to the main event of the episode, the Wildcard Games this weekend starting January 14th, uh, Saturday. p.m., Seahawks versus 49ers, 49ers minus nine. That is at Levi's Stadium in California. Uh, What do you think about the 49ers' chances to cover the spread of nine and then the Seahawks' chances to win the
1: game at all? Well, it's supposed to be really rainy and really windy, and I saw some – I saw the uh, report reporter out there standing on the field uh, this morning already on the uh, NFL Network, and the weather looks bad. So with that, Alex, I give Seattle a chance in this game. Uh, You know, the ball gets wet, gets slippery. Uh, You never know what's going to happen. I think uh, Seattle, even though San Francisco has Christian McCaffrey, I think Seattle has the better running game, but they're going up against that San Francisco defense. Well, I, I don't like anything as a point spread wise in this game, but I like the under in this game, uh, considering the weather. And, Alex, this is Brock Purdy's and Geno Smith's first playoff game. So they're going to be a little nervous on either side of the ball for this game.
0: Yep. I got San Francisco to win despite the weather. And one more thing what do you think about Christian McCaffrey as an anytime touchdown scorer?
1: Oh, I think that's a that's a, <laughs> oh, that's a great play, considering uh, you know what's going to happen. If you could bet that, bet it. Uh, yeah. You know, he's liable to get the ball in short yardage situations, uh, especially in a game of this. Uh, what what the weather is going to be like?
0: So DraftKings has boosted odds for that. So.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Uh, Chargers Jaguars. This will be one of the theoretically one of the close ones. We're talking about Justin Herbert earlier, and another, you know, another set of quarterbacks. It's their first playoff game with Herbert and uh, Trevor Lawrence. Line is Chargers minus one and a half. It will be played in Jacksonville, uh, over under 47. What do you think about the Saturday night camp?
1: Uh, I think this is going to be a uh, pretty exciting game. Uh, I think this going to be uh, lots of scoring. I think it's going to be back and forth. Uh, you just said uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert's first playoff game. Probably be a little nervous at first, then they'll get it going. Uh, Brandon Staley, you know, uh, he likes to go for it on a fourth down. Uh, he's a big gambler going for it. He's going to probably play the same way. He's probably going to be very aggressive. He's going up against Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, you know, won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia has that playoff experience. Uh, Jacksonville has been playing really well of late, but their defense hasn't faced a really good quarterback since uh, they began winning. So keep that in mind, okay, going in. Now they did beat, you know, the Chargers earlier in the season. In fact, they put a butt whooping on them. Uh, the Chargers are going to remember that. I like San Diego in this game Saturday night.
0: And then it should be noted Mike Williams will not play in this game. I think I would go Jacksonville in an upset. Um, I could see Chargers definitely winning too, but I think Jacksonville's on a roll. So I'm going to pick them uh, for a mini upset there. Moving on to one that seems pretty lopsided. Sunday, January 15th games, 1 p.m. Bills, Dolphins, Buffalo 13 and a half. Would you bet that line?
1: I think you got to take Buffalo with the points uh, and lay the points here in this game, Alex. Uh, They got their emotional game out of the way last week, of course, with uh, the Hamlin kid. uh, You know, knowing that he's going to be okay, they had those two kickoff returns for touchdowns in that game last week to help them out. Uh, Now, the only thing that worries me about Buffalo, Alex, is they kind of play down to their competition. Uh, When they play a great team, they play great. Uh, When they play someone, with the pedal to the metal. But uh, knowing what the stakes are here uh, this time, uh, this is the third time these teams have played this year, I think Buffalo is going to stick it to them. I think the defense is going to rise up and uh, stick it to Skylar Thompson. I think Mike McDaniel is going to have no answer for this Buffalo defense. They're going to be all fired up. They're going to try to win this game for Hamlin with possibly playing at home next week against Cincinnati. So uh, I like Buffalo here to win big in this game.
0: Yep, I have Buffalo as well. Um, My only hot take is that I think Skyler Thompson will score one touchdown. Uh,
1: is, that, is that a play, Alex? Is that an official yeah. play from you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> he didn't score one last week, so I'm saying one. One he's I mean,
1: the old the old he's due bet.
0: Yeah, saying one. All right, moving <laughs> on to a more competitive game. Theoretically, we got four thirty Giants versus Vikings in Minnesota. Minnesota's favored by three. What do you think about the Vikings chances in this game?
1: Uh, I really like the Vikings in this game. I know a lot, a lot of people all like the Giants. And I get it. I understand. Brian Dable had this team playing really well. Uh, he sat all his starters in anticipation of this this game coming up. Uh, they're getting points. Uh, they only lost by three points the last time they played a few weeks ago. Uh, but you got Daniel Jones. Uh, this is his first playoff game. You got Saquon Barkley. This is his first playoff game. Now, they could rise to the occasion and play great. But on the other side, I know Kirk Cousins hasn't been there, uh, you know, played well in big games, especially uh, primetime at night. But this is during the day still. Then uh, you got Justin Jefferson, uh, who's going to uh, wreak havoc out there. Uh, and, of course, uh, Delvin Cook. I know that defense is a little leaky for Minnesota, but it's Daniel Jones. Come on. Uh, lay the points with the Vikings, Alex. You got to like Vikings at home.
0: Alright, I think it's a little bit tough to pick as Giants seem to have some momentum and Vikings uh, haven't been playing as good as they have been so we'll have to see who what, you know, what team gets the advantage early Um, I think I might not even I don't know, I'm on the fence about betting on this one, just because I want to see how Vikings actually play in the playoffs uh, but I think I I, I I wanna pick Giants in a upset just because I like I like the Giants and I like upsets. But I could see the Vikings winning. Uh, uh, you know, even fairly handily if, if they play up to their standards. I think that's a tough one to pick though. Moving to the Sunday night game, Ravens, Bengals. Obviously this would have been a better game with Lamar Jackson. Uh they actually really haven't – I guess they haven't said who's going to start, but I assume it's going to be Tyler Huntley if he can play. And then if not, it's going to be their third-string guy from Oregon. Um, he played against the Steelers a little bit, actually. But it's Cincinnati minus eight and minus eight and a half in Cincinnati. What do you think about the Bengals' chances?
1: I think the Bengals win this game. But the one thing that, uh, you know, I'm going to say is, uh, John Harbaugh is 6-0 and on the road against the spread. Uh, he's going to have this team ready to play uh, regardless of who the quarterback is. I think Huntley is going to be playing quarterback. I don't know uh, if Brown uh, – <laughs> I don't know if I would bet that plus 8.5 if Brown was playing quarterback. But I, I think I saw Huntley is going to go in this game. Uh, you know, they got that running game with Dobbins and Edwards – uh, you know, since they, they just played each other last weekend, which is the you know the funny thing about this, uh, uh, you know, this we got one of these matchups again where they played in weeks uh, 18. and Now they're playing again in the wild card round. I think Baltimore didn't really show much last week uh, in that game. I think they were saving some stuff, knowing that they were going to play them again this week. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow and since a probably out of all the AFC teams going down the stretch, were playing the best. Uh, It's unfortunate that game got, you know, canceled because of the Hamlin thing on Monday night. I think Cincinnati would have beat uh, Buffalo in that Monday night game the way they've been playing. I think Cincinnati's going to be looking a little ahead here, especially knowing that they're going to have to go to Buffalo. And like I said, I think John Harbaugh's going to have this team ready. I'm going to take the points in this game, uh, just hoping that they can cover because I still think Cincinnati's going to win. Like I said, John Harbaugh always has his team ready to play.
0: I think there's a good chance the Bengals will cover, but it, it, it was kind of competitive last week. So, um, you know, if Ravens can actually withstand you know, stay in the game for a while, it could be a half decent game. But I'd agree and go with Bengals on that one. We've got a Monday night game, Cowboys, Buccaneers in Tampa. Because uh, Buccaneers actually won their division by having a losing record. Dallas kind of felt Dallas and Dak Prescotts kind of falling off the rails a little bit uh, to end of the season, making this actually a intriguing matchup. It's Dallas minus two and a half. You think about Cowboys chances to finally win a playoff game.
1: Oh, I I don't like their chances. Um, (laughs) uh, Dak Prescott led the league in interceptions and and he only played, what, 11, 12 games? Uh, I don't have any trust in Mike McCarthy in a big spot in a big game. Uh, Dak Prescott, you know he's going to turn the ball over. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense is not that bad. Uh, They got some uh, uh, Carlton Davis coming back this week to play. So he's going to be out there looking to get some interceptions against Dak. I know they got Pollard and, and, and Zeke, but Tampa Bay front is pretty good. And you know what, Alex? I've bet against Tom Brady before in the past, and every time this guy seems to stick it to me. And this has been going on, Alex, for 20 years, okay, this, this guy. So uh, it's he's home. Uh, they've played a little better as of late. Uh, he seemed to find a little magic with Mike Evans down the stretch there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Tampa Bay just because – I'm not going to go against Tom Brady at home, so just give me Tampa Bay in the points, in this-
0: yeah, I think I'd go Tampa to win as well. Honestly, I'm kind of feeling the obvious ones. I'm picking, you know, the the obvious favorites. Like I'm going, so I'm going 49ers, Bills, Bengals, and then for the ones I'm, pick, I'm kind of picking the plus points. I'm thinking Jacksonville, Giants, and Buccaneers. But I think it'll be a very good game. It's kind of just like – it's kind of a toss-up just to see who plays better on the night. But I think I'd agree with you and go, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. All right. To wrap it up, we will talk a little bit about your thoughts on the 65-7 college football championship game, Georgia in a blowout. What were your thoughts watching
1: this game? (laughs) I mean, you knew it was coming, right? It's a big 12 team are going against an SEC team. Uh, somehow, I don't know what kind of magic and TCU pulled off against Michigan. Michigan, of course, you know, beat Ohio State. Uh, it, you know, prior to this, they won the Big Ten Championship, and then they come and play TCU, and TCU stuck it to them. And then TCU goes up against Georgia, and they look like uh, Georgia was playing the Citadel. So uh, it's, just, it's just funny how... Everybody thinks, uh, you know, these other conferences uh, like the Big, Big 12 or the ACC uh, can hang with the SEC. I think the only t- uh, conference that can hang with the SEC is the Big Ten. Uh, and that would be, of course, Ohio State. I don't even know if Michigan would have gave uh, Georgia uh, a, a game the way Georgia was playing that you know, Monday night. But uh, from now on, no more Big 12 teams, please. And, and here's what bothers me the most, Alex we got to go to this. What are we going to eight teams uh, in a few years, two years, we're going to eight more bad teams, Alex, in the playoff, Uh, more games like this. So uh, it's just not, it's not good for college football. Uh, I'm almost, I'd rather go back to the BCS where we just had the the two best teams, according to people who pick them. Uh, It's just, you know, you know, if we had the two best teams, it could have been, you know, Georgia or Michigan or Georgia, Ohio state in the championship game. So uh, I don't know. It just wasn't fun to watch. And I'm not too excited about expanding the playoff and getting more games like this. I mean, betting wise uh, for people out there, they probably like it, uh, but viewership wise, uh, it's not good.
0: All right. That about wraps up these, this wild edition of out of our end zone featuring the host and we hope you enjoy all the wild card games
1: this weekend all right thanks for having me on Alex.